Well, it has always been important in every generation throughout church history that the Christian community be clear about its identity, its purpose, and its hope. And that those three things be clearly grounded in the revelation of Jesus Christ as recorded and preserved for us in Scripture. These days demand that we certainly be aware and not be slumbering on this point as well. And the reason I say that is because there are so many competing narratives out in the world today through the social media, through um, uh, certainly the mainstream media, uh, the newspapers, uh, uh, billboards, uh, even bumper stickers that are, that are um, asking you to turn their, your mind over to that, to, to embrace their narrative. And, and some of them are more seductive than others. And so, uh, and I'm not only talking, of course, about psychology or sociology or even the uh, political realm. I'm talking about those who purport to be Christians and are using the, the, uh, the ways of the world, the means of the world, to draw you into a Christian narrative that is not grounded in Scripture, that is not anything that the Holy Spirit imparts or illuminates or makes real. But instead, it's a very fleshly, very worldly, very um, uh, destructive, therefore, uh, narrative that is gaining ground and gaining hold of the Christian mind, and it's very alarming. Um, and it all boils down to this notion that somehow America is a Christian nation. It was founded as a Christian nation, and that uh, America uh, is fallen from its Christian roots, and that we have to recapture that. And we, if we have to, We'll use every means possible, uh, political campaigns, political action committees, um, and we'll develop movements that uh, will even embrace violence and certainly verbal violence as well as physical violence in order to ensure that the, uh, the nation doesn't slip into a thousand years of darkness under these godless liberals, communists, and socialists. It all sounds really good, folks, up front. And if you are into some kind of uh, hysteria or you're looking for some kind of narrative, you, you have not been taught well in your Christian walk, you are very vulnerable to this. And so every heresy is well-intended. Every heresy begins with good intentions, but is always built on half-truths. And so I want to warn you about that. I want to encourage you to consider what narrative you're living out. So in the, in the coming weeks, I'm going to be uh, doing a, a three or four part series called A Holy Nation. What I want for you is to understand your true identity in Christ. What I want for you to do is understand that you are now a holy nation. A recent survey said that three-quarters of Republican evangelicals want Congress to declare the United States a Christian nation. Well, I know that that sounds really pious, and some people may sigh and say, oh, yes, that would be wonderful. But history doesn't support that as wonderful. 
If we look at the history of European Christendom and the Christian, quote, unquote, states of Europe uh, throughout uh, from the time of Constantine in the 4th century all the way through uh, today, it is not any is not a Christian history. It is nothing that purports to the gospel. It is nothing that it will have any hope for the world. It is a monster of a hybrid of uh, human worldly power hijacking the name of Christ in order to impose itself on the world. Is that what you really want for America? Of course not. Of course not. But what you do need to understand is that God does not need or require or even command that anything close to uh, any nation declaring itself a Christian nation for this simple reason. You are already a Christian nation. You are already a holy nation. And I'm referring to, of course, 1 Peter chapter 2, in which he says this, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. End quote. We do not want or need Congress to declare the United States to be a Christian nation because you are already you who are in Christ are already a holy nation. And so we're going to step back and we're going to look at the Gospels, how this addresses this, how Jesus uh, would address this issue, and of course then how the apostles, uh, the apostles echoed his uh, teaching and brought it forth, and how that we have fallen short of that. We have drifted away from the biblical witness when it comes to how what, what it means to be a citizen of any nation. My concern for you is that you will be caught up in some kind of uh, religious fervor masking uh, the political agenda of either the left or the right and get caught up in using worldly means and worldly ways to try to accomplish some kind of a Christian agenda in the United States, which is not of God, and therefore destructive. As a Christian counselor, I see this happening already. I see people's lives being turned inside out, whole families being destroyed, people losing their mental health over this, people losing their sense of belonging in their communities, it's dividing families. It's destroying the fabric of genuine Christian life for many people. I don't want that for you. And neither does God. And neither does a witness of Scripture, of course. 
So in the coming uh, weeks, we're going to be looking closer at what it means to be a holy nation, God's holy people, a royal priesthood. And how does that dictate and how does that inform our um, daily conduct? How are we to live as God's holy people? What does it mean to be a holy nation? And how are we to live in these perilous times? You know, the early Christians to whom Peter was writing, um, they were caught between Greco-Roman paganism on one side and Jewish apostasy in the synagogue network on the other side. They didn't belong to either, and they were being persecuted by both. And there was an appropriate response to that persecution. And it wasn't to form a political action committee. It wasn't to march. It wasn't to hold rallies. It wasn't to raise up uh, political leaders that would adopt their Christian uh, goals and mission and terminologies. But to live lives so good in their conduct that their opponents would be put to shame. In other words, for those pagans who were saying that Caesar was Lord and Savior, the Christian community was to show by their daily conduct, not just by their word, but by their daily lives, that in fact the superiority of life as Jesus, with Jesus as Supreme Lord and Savior. And they were to show the Jewish community that the gospel and the power of the gospel to transform lives was greater than any resistance that they had to Jesus as their Messiah. And so there's a way to respond. There's a way to live in this world that doesn't involve all the chaos, all the rhetoric, all the anger, all the fear that is being propagated by Christian nationalism. And those who are assuming that somehow, I hear pastors all the time, speak about America as if they're speaking about the church. I heard one pastor recently in a broadcast talking about how that these uh, midterm elections were going to reveal the heart of the nation and show whether the nation's heart is towards God or towards evil. Well, folks, what do they think the elections are going to show? <laughs> The population of the United States overall is not a regenerate population. And an re unregenerate population is not going to show by their votes that they are somehow uh, looking for godliness and holiness and righteousness, peace and joy. But these pastors, they, they speak of the United States as, as if it was a congregation of God's people. And they're really praying for it. And they're concerned about it. Of course, the votes in November are going to reveal the mind and the thinking and the hearts of an unregenerate populace. So we have to step back. And what I want for you is the true righteousness, peace, and joy that comes from understanding your true identity in Christ and your true purpose for your daily life. 
and the grounds of true hope. So I hope you stick with me. This series will be called A Holy Nation. We'll begin. This is only an introduction. I just want to hopefully whet your appetite <laughs> and uh, pique your curiosity a little bit that you'll come back and listen for uh, another broadcast and we'll begin to do this study. I think it will be transformative to you. I think it will equip you to be able to speak to some of the um, anger and the chaos that is going on in the name of Christian uh, nationalism today uh, amongst your friends and family who are de debating, especially as the holidays approach. And uh, there's going to be a lot of argument over the, over the Thanksgiving and Christmas dinner tables. So uh, this will help you be a, a minister of peace, a minister of reconciliation, a minister of Christ's character, not the American character. Hope you join me. Until then, amen.